0: In Luke chapter thirteen, verse six through nine, and he spake also this parable: A certain man had a fig tree. This is Jesus is talking, and planted in his vineyard. You know, a, a parable is a is something that could have been real, but it's just like a uh, it's made up to illustrate a point. And so he was uh, using an illustration about a man that planted his vineyard. He came and sought fruit thereon and found none. In other words, the vineyard that he planted, he came at the time that it should have been fruit on it and there wasn't anything on it. Disappointing, isn't it? You, you get out and if you've ever planted a garden or anything like that and And the season rolls around, and you should be getting uh, whatever the produce is, and and there's no corn on the cob, there's beans, uh, tomatoes are blighted, and and all that hard work seems to be in vain. And he said uh, unto the dresser of his vineyard, one taking care of, Behold, these three years I come seeking fruit of this fig tree and find none. So he said it was like a man that was uh, put over his vineyard, and it was up to him to maintain it. But for whatever reason, he never found any fruit on that. Not just one year, not just two years, but for three years, all the labor that the dresser of the vineyard had uh, put into it Look like it was to no avail. It's was a waste of time, and so he tells him. He says, "Cut it down. Why cumbereth it the ground?" And so uh, the the Lord here uh, the, that over the vineyard that owned the vineyard, he says, uh, "I'm not coming again and looking at this. And I've done tried it three times." three times and uh, uh, every time it's come up, I've come up empty and uh, very disappointing to come up empty. And uh, so, but the dresser of the vineyard, the man that was working for him, looked back at him and he answered and said unto him, Lord, let it alone this year also, till I shall dig about it and dung it, it meant he was going to loosen up the ground. He was going to fertilize it. I mean, he was going to give it some extra special attention. Amen. And you know, how many's ever felt like God's given you some extra special attention before? Beyond the ordinary, Gerald. He's just, and that's what this uh, dresser said. And he said, uh, uh, if, you, if you'll just allow it, try it, let's try it. One more year. And if it don't produce, and I'll do everything that I can uh, to get it to uh, where it'll produce fruit. And after we've done everything, we've exhausted all of our energies. We've tried every trick we know. We've done all that we can possibly do. And if you come again next year, we'll cut it down. Amen. And you know what? This, this uh, dresser of the vineyard If it hadn't been for his plea and his begging, that tree had been cut down. How many times have we stood in the same place that this dresser, the vineyard, was standing in? And we have seen uh, God work and try and try and try, and we have prayed, Lord, would would you give them one more opportunity, Lord? One more opportunity, Lord, to come to you, do better, whatever the situation is. We've all probably done that, haven't we? And uh, you know why this dresser of this vineyard felt a certain amount of responsibility? And you know tonight that you and I as Christian people, we just can't write off things just because we just want to, we don't. And there's some people in the world, I don't think they're here, but there's probably some people in the world that don't really care whether they cut it down or not. But there's some people like us, it it makes a difference whether or not they're going to cut it down, whether God's going to ever give them another chance. And uh, and that's what I'm preaching here tonight on just a little simple thought, one more chance. God, would you give them one more chance, one more opportunity. We read in the book of Jonah quite a bit of uh, reading here. We'll read a little bit of it, but you know the story. Jonah was uh, told to go to Nineveh and to cry out against it. In other words, go down there and tell them, say, hey, y'all wicked city, y'all need to repent and you get your heart right. And so God gives him uh, an opportunity the first time to go to cry out a great, against this great city for their wickedness and said, it's come up before me. But listen here what Jonah did. He rose up to flee into Tarshish from the presence of the Lord and went down to Joppa. In other words, God told him first time, and he ran from his obligation, his duty. He wouldn't listen to the Lord. And so, uh, but God had a plan. God had a plan to get his attention. God was not through with Jonah he was going to give him one more chance, one more opportunity. Praise God! And I tell you what, I I, I don't know when 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 God decides the last opportunity comes. I don't know that. Uh, I've seen some in life that look like they've had opportunity after opportunity, and they're still shutting the door. They're still refusing God. They're still playing around in the world and playing around with God like it's a little game. But I'm going to tell you what, God loved him so much. He he, he caused a a, a great big storm to rise, and, and it looked like the boat was going to sink. You know what it was. And they figured out that God was angry with them for some reason. And the reason God was angry with them is because Jonah had refused to obey the will of God. It's dangerous to get God angry with us. Amen. When he prepared a great fish, they threw him overboard. You know the story, you just read every word of it. You know what it says. Amen. They even asked, said, Who's caused this evil come up on us? And uh, everybody was afraid, the Bible said. And in uh, verse 17, chapter 1, in the book of Jonah, he said that he prepared a great fish. God made preparations to get his attention. I wonder tonight, and we're not talking about one circumstance. I'm talking about many over the years and years and years and years gone by. How many times has God prepared a so-called great fish to get their attention? Now, that great fish, uh, some say it was impossible. Let me tell you what. If God can put the sun and the stars and the moon and hang it on nothing, he can do anything to a fish that he wants to. Amen. If he can cause an axe head to swim, he can do anything. If he can put the money in a fish's mouth for them to go down and catch that fish and there lays the money to pay their taxes, God can do anything. Right? So we're in agreement tonight. God can do anything. And so he prepares this great fish. He he was not digested. But he lived inside of that fish for some time. And at the point in time, because God said, I'm going to give him one more chance to obey me. Amen. I wonder tonight, and I really don't want to know, Because if we knew that God has given someone their last chance, wouldn't it be awful just to meet them and say, hey, they're going to die lost? I don't know that. I don't have that ability. I don't have that discernment. And again, I'm so glad I don't have that. But God took him, amen, and uh, they put him, uh, like I say, cast him out god prepared this great fish he said he went down into the bottoms of the mountains and the earth amen and all of that he says his soul fainted within him and he remembered the lord and he said "And my prayer came in unto thee into thy holy temple amen and so he begins to talk to the lord and pray he says, I will pay that I have vowed. Amen. And so the word of the Lord in chapter 3, second chant, another chant comes by. And he says, This time, arise, go to Nineveh, the great city, and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. And so this time he arose, went to Nineveh. Amen. And he began to enter the city a day's journey, and he he goes down there, and he he uh, proclaimed a fast, put on sackcloth, mourning. Amen. And he 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 began to cry out against their sins, amen. That that God was going to destroy him, and we know that God had mercy, God answered his prayers, but. Jonah thought, well, maybe he needed to destroy them, destroy them, but he didn't. But the, what, the point I'm making is that God gave him one more chance. And uh, I've watched it right through this church house. I've seen in other church uh, communities, I've seen people that uh, God had had mercy on them time and time again, how close they've come to death how sickness has plagued them, how different things have come to them, and they right back out into the world in just a short period of time. Amen. I'm going to tell you what. When we loot, when we use all of our chances up and we don't know when that's a coming. And you know what? I don't, I, I would have never, I don't think I'd ever been a gambler because I don't like gambling. I don't like taking a lot of chances. They play lottery, you got to take chance. You roll dice, you play cards, you gamble, uh, play poker. It's all about a chance. You, you play bingo, it's all about taking a chance. And most of the time, people lose. Most of the time, they lose. And so, let's read here. We find the story of Peter we find where in Matthew chapter 26, he was there uh, warming himself, and uh, they saw him, and they asked him uh, so many words, uh, was he with Jesus of Nazareth? He denied him. He said, I don't know the man. Lied through his teeth. He sat with him, been with him. I mean, uh, been in communion with him, but he... Uh, lost an opportunity right here to witness for the Lord but you remember what the Lord told him he said he desires to have you that he may sift you as wheat and then he talks about and he foretells the future that when he uh, repents for him to go and strengthen his brethren and the Bible said and, and he told him he said before this rooster crows You'll deny me three times. Guess what happened? He denied him. But you know what? God said, I'm going to give you another chance, and you better take advantage of this. And so after he 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 realized, and when, at the last when he heard that rooster crowing, there was a feeling of guilt wrenched over his soul. He was convicted, condemned, in himself, and he wept bitterly, and he prayed, and he prayed, and he asked God, no doubt, forgive me, Lord, would you give me another chance? Amen. And he gave him such a chance that in Acts chapter 2, and he wasn't going to back up again, he began to preach one of the greatest sermons that was ever preached, and in the last days, it was spoken by the prophet Joel, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh, He told about the ones dreaming dreams and those going to prophesy. I tell you what, he didn't want to go back no more. Amen. But what did he say in Matthew chapter 7? He goes on to say, say here, Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly there are ravening wolves. You shall know them by the fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree, listen here, is Jesus. Praise God. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Amen. And you know what? Anything different than this is called hypocrisy. It is where it seems like if a, uh, a good but yet bringing forth evil fruit and you just can't serve two masters. You'll love one and hate the other. It's what the Bible said. It says every tree that bringeth forth, that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into, into the fire. And he goes on here and tells us we can identify. People says you judge. No. Now, is there a difference in judging and identifying? It's a difference. Judging, you say, hey, uh, you know, you're there, they're going to go to hell. I mean, you know, they're, they're there will be no whatever. But let me tell you what. Wherefore, by their fruits you shall know them. We ought to know the difference if a tree is bringing forth fruit or it's not bringing forth fruit. Is that right? And, and just because we see it and we identify it, that does not mean that we became, have become their judges or a person or a group of people that we have judged them. But all that we're doing, we're identifying, is it good fruit or bad fruit? good tree cannot bring forth bad fruit. And a corrupt tree, it can't bring forth good fruit. And so it works both ways. But we're going to know the difference because we can identify the fruit and the things that they do. By the way they live, the actions, the things they say. And, and all of their whole life, a person. And so, but think about it tonight. Wonder if we know somebody that maybe God has given them their last chance. I've told this story several times and made him mention in preaching. Brother Bud Rourke got saved when he was a young man and lived for the Lord I don't know how long. He never did really tell me how long he lived for him, but anyways, he backslid. And said that he desired to get saved. He wanted to be a Christian, didn't want to die lost, but he could not feel the Spirit of God dealing with his heart. But Brother Bud Rock was up in years when he got saved last time. And he said that when that chance and opportunity came by, he said, I went after it, and I got a hold of it. He never left, as far as I know, he never left God again. You know why? He felt like it, that it was his last chance. I'll be honest with you tonight. I, I feel like that uh, when I got saved as a young man, a young boy, that could have been my last chance. Could have been your last chance. Do you? we want to gamble with our last chance? Do we want to throw the cards on the table and say, you know, it's like a, if, if you draw a, 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 a certain card out of a deck of cards, what was it? 52 cards in the poker cards. 52 cards, maybe. And the, uh, I see, they had diamonds and hearts and spades and what else? Clubs. And you know what? In that whole deck, they ain't been but but one ace of diamonds. Is that right? They're right. There's just one. Am I right? One ace, four aces. They just won. There's fifty-three chances there that when you pull those cards out, I mean fifty one chances, you probably won't draw that ace of diamonds. Would we want to take a chance of laying out 52 cards and say, this is the card. If you draw that out, you're going to live. That cuts the odds down, don't it? Amen. But i tell you what. I'd like, since I've saved tonight, I don't want to go back to the poker table of life. And lay all 52 cards out again and say, well, here I'm going to pull this one out. And don't have but one chance to pull the right card. It's serious matter, isn't it? Praise God. And so one chance to one more chance. And he said, cut it, cut it down. No, would you give one more chance? And I know that I have and you have. I pray for my children. God, give them another opportunity. Amen. Let me read you a story here about a famous man called Abraham Lincoln. As a young man, Abraham Lincoln went to war a captain and returned to private. That's sort of reverse, ain't it? Go to war as a captain, you come out a private. Afterwards, he was a failure as a businessman, and as a lawyer in Springfield, he, 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 uh, he failed and he was too temperamental to be a success. He turned to politics and was defeated in his first try for the legislature. Again, he was defeated in his first attempt to be nominated for Congress. He was defeated in his application to be commissioner of the general land office. He was defeated in the senatorial election in 1854, and he was defeated in his efforts for the vice by being a vice-president in 1856. He was defeated again in the senatorial election in 1858, and about that time he wrote in a letter to a friend, he says, I am now the most miserable man living. If what I feel were equally distributed to the whole human family, there would not be one cheerful face on the earth. We're talking about a man became president. He had chance after chance. He was failure after failure after failure after failure, after failure and failure. And in his letter that he wrote, he said he was one of the most miserable men living. Amen. But what did he do? He tried it one more time. One more time. He didn't give up, Gerald. He says, I'll, I'll, I'll run for office one more time. And guess what? He became a great president. Amen but it was probably narrowed down to his last opportunity. But he went through all of these opportunities and was failures. Just because we have failed and a person's failed don't mean they can't, can't be a success, but they don't know when their last chance is coming. Thomas Edison, teacher, told him he was too stupid to learn anything. Amen. He was fired from two of his first jobs for being non productive, meant that he wasn't producing. We're talking about a man that was an inventor, a genius in his own ways. But the teacher says, uh, Edison, you're stupid. Couldn't hold down a decent job. Edison made 1,000 unsuccessful attempts at inventing the light bulb. And the reporter asked him one time, said, Edison said, how did it feel to fail a thousand times? And he replied, I didn't fail one thousand times. The light bulb was an invention with a thousand steps. Amen. So, what was it? He tried it one more time. God had one more chance. Thousand times he come up failure, but on that one thousand and first time, guess what? He became a success. And tonight we have so many people that have just went out there and, and wasted their chance. But people like us are praying and asking God, give them another chance. But somewhere out there, they're going to get their last chance. And he said, if it's not producing, cut it down. Amen. And so tonight, that was my little thought. God, give them one more chance. And for us tonight, Let us think about it. Could this be our last chance when we got saved? We don't want to backslide. We don't want to go away from the house of God. We don't want to give it up. Because you know what? We may not have another chance, another opportunity. Something could come through and that tree be cut off and cast into the fire. So oh, I want to take advantage of my chance that I have right now to serve God.